What's up guys? Welcome to Indian Markets with KR, a podcast where I talk about how the Indian indices are moving and how they might move in the future. I also talk about a few stocks and my trades. So, uh glad to see you here and let's get started. Okay, so I hope you guys found the new format better than the last time. and i hope you are listening on 2x speed and if you hear any uh, background noise that's because i'm this is the first time recording with my co-producer uh, if you follow me on twitter at markets with kr you know who my co-producer is and uh, that's my cat so if you hear any meowing or stuff falling or you know any other noise that i make that's because i'm in that room oh yeah he's he's here yeah you can probably hear the meowing now anyway Uh, let's get started with this episode because today was of course an expiry so uh, supposed to be even more exciting let's see if it really was so overall the day was quite restrained in my opinion and uh, the thing is more rather than restrained i feel it was like range bound and uh, sort of held back in a way and uh, that's because if you look at some of the movements of the stocks that uh, you know we usually talk about on in, on this podcast uh, you'll see that they they were going up sure or they were either going down uh, but it was it was really not uh, as decisive i mean you could have uh, made money on both long and short sides and uh, that that's something which indicates that i i feel uh, and that's how this is how i read it as Uh, i feel that that amounts to some amount of indecisiveness and uh, some amount of you know restraint overall it's it's just not sure where it wants to go and uh, as an expiry this was especially uh, flat and range bound uh, this is that's the closing of course it did move during the day uh, but i'll leave that to the indices section uh And yeah, I mean, overall that was pretty much it. Some of the stocks went up, some of the stocks did not go up. Uh some strong movers and uh some weak movers. So very standard stuff that way. And yeah, I mean, overall not exactly an eventful expiry uh you know, as a whole because the markets just did not move as much. uh but yeah you know we we'll we'll learn more about why i feel that and why that might have happened um you know later on in this episode and now let's move to fx and currency markets so if my memory serves me right most if not all of the currency pairs that i track were in the green today and that's good news because well i mean that's bad news because it shows that the inr is depreciating uh, and the inr's value is going down but it's good news if uh, like me you were long on any currency pair or if uh, you know you 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 send money in india or you receive money in india from uh, you know other places so then it would have been good news for you but apart from that not really uh, as good unless you are of course trading so that is that is overall what i saw i mean a lot of the pairs were just going up 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 and uh, some of them did open with a gap down and then they sort of filled in that gap eventually during the course of the day and speaking about the course of the day it seems that the currency markets and the main moves 
will really happen after 12 noon or so and possibly even after the FTSE is open and uh, this is something that I've been noticing every single time that I take a trade in uh, any currency pair because it just does not move uh, till at least half of the day is over and as a result I'm stuck holding that position. The margin requirement isn't that much so that is fortunately not an issue uh, but it's it's just very odd to see it uh, you know just not move uh, at the start of the day and then it just either goes up properly or goes down so that's something that I've been noticing and I don't know if that is uh, you know factually correct or that's just a random observation or coincidence uh, but that's what I've experienced these past few days that I've been uh, you know observing and analyzing the currency markets so that's my opinion on that and uh, you'll learn more about my currency trade for the day in the my trade section let's move to the indices now so nifty saw a reasonably positive day overall it was at 12,259 and that's like 38.05 points up and in terms of the gainers and losers, it had 27 gainers and 23 losers. So overall, not a great exceptional day, especially because it was a weekly expiry. Uh, but definitely in the green. And it, it, it's not like just 10-15 points in the green. It was 40 points in the green, which is alright. You know, I'd consider that as sort of range bound. I would not say... Uh, overly positive because that is when I feel 75 points and up is like my mental cutoff for that uh, proper positive move and that that's just me personally you know it might vary from person to person and uh, Bank Nifty closed at 32,241 interestingly Bank Nifty was down 2.8 points just 2.8 points but it's still you know it's in the it's in the red rather than the green unlike uh, nifty so that is very interesting to see and overall it looks like the indices were trading very carefully and uh, they were not willing to make any proper decisive moves you know nifty overall did seem like it was going up quite linearly that was not the case for bank nifty at all uh, but in case of both the indices looks look it looked like the bulls and the bears were fighting very very intensely and that's because you could just see the prices going up and down and up and down and uh, you could see you know i so i've got that ticker uh thing which which basically shows me nifty and bank nifty's uh price in real time regardless of which stock i'm looking at so i'm pretty sure it's standard on most uh you know platforms so that was just showing me red green red green red green and it was crazy like that so uh that made me sort of come to the conclusion that the bulls and bears must have been fighting uh, quite a lot during the day and also if you have looked at the price uh, movements and if you actually look at the intraday chart you'll also uh, figure this out that bank nifty was more negative as uh, you know as a proper index as as an overall day than nifty nifty was still kind of stronger than bank nifty uh but it was just again not not as strong just mildly stronger now one of the reasons i feel that could have contributed to this is because hdfc bank is a massive uh, you know puller for nifty and bank nifty and that was up so towards the start of the day it was down like 0.05 percent 
and then it gained pretty soon i i feel it was uh, you know the last time i checked it it was at 0.5% in the green so that might have been one of the contributors another contributor might have been hul and uh, oh, which is that stock and reliance so all of those stocks are really ones which move nifty and bank nifty nifty of course uh, the the hul and reliance bank nifty is moved by icici hdfc and all of those so you know those being in the green or in the red really impact uh, the indices a lot and that is what uh, we saw today and overall you know that that's pretty standard stuff i feel so that is my general view on the indices now if you ask me where we might see them going tomorrow uh it looks like nifty is uh, you know it's still going strong bank nifty looks like it's at a doji almost right now so it looks a bit if it looks like it's a bit uncertain and hanging in the air nifty though it looks like it's just making very strong progress of course both are at all time high levels so you know that that's always going to be a positive thing but individually where they are placed on the daily chart is again much different compared to uh, you know some of the previous days where we've seen it been being pretty similar and uh, you know speaking of the previous days it it, it reminds me of uh, august or september i can't quite remember but this is right after the market had fallen quite a bit and uh, you know we saw some of the stocks gaining slightly and uh, you know and and the analysis of course gaining slightly and every single episode uh, i used to say that hey it's gone up today i don't know if it'll go up tomorrow just be very cautious because it is trading that carefully and that is what i feel is happening right now since it is at an all time high level there really isn't uh, you know a proper way to say that hey this is a resistance for it at least based on my analysis unless you make a trend line and all those things there really isn't a concrete way to say that hey this is a support zone or this is a resistance zone so that is also one of the factors that is making me uh, you know a bit hesitant about either saying that either it'll go up or down and yeah that that's what i'm seeing on the charts for the indices we'll move to the stocks now so coming to the stocks a uh, segment now yesterday i had sort of separated it into chunks and that's what i'm leaning towards today also because i feel that like 5 6 minutes of me constantly just talking about stocks might get a bit too much so i'll just break it into chunks so it's more easily easily digestible and uh yeah so we'll start with nifty's gainers for the day and yes bank thankfully and surprisingly was the gainer at one point it was up 7.5% uh, it closed at 49.8 and it's up 6.52 according to nse's website and the reason for this looks like was the gap that's been filled now there is a very interesting piece of news with yes bank as there always is and people are uh, expecting a qip qip is a qualified institutional placement it basically means the big players are going to you know buy yes bank effectively like extremely simple terms that is what it is going to mean and as a result it might have gone up so that is one thing to keep in mind for you guys the next gainer was aisha motors it's at 22399 it's up 3.05% and looking at the daily chart i can see that there is a doji and it is at resistance so 
not particularly the best setup in my opinion uh yes bank also similar thing it's it's filled in that gap but it's still got resistance at psr and at a moving average so it is not at the best best place right now coming to the losers for the day we've got vedanta limited uh the worst performer so it's at 149 it's it is down almost two and a half percent and so i was looking at the daily chart and it looks like it is on a continuous downtrend and it is also at a cip resistance so overall not not very well placed now vedanta limited is also one stock where i'd, I'd like spoken a bit about the fundamentals and more on you know the theoretical valuation side which which is something which i i do not have much knowledge about and i do not use at all but it's it's related to the dividend growth rates so of like hey you know might as well mention it and basically what that said is that since the dividend growth rate is decreasing it basically means that the company's intrinsic value is you know overall lower and as a result uh, it it does not look like a good proposition and pretty much since that day we haven't really been seeing it breaking out of that downtrend line so uh, whether that is what the market is you know hinting towards or whether it's just coincidence i'm not too sure uh, i'll i'll leave that to you to decide the the next loser for the day was grassim it is at 741.8 it's down 1.64 points and the daily chart shows me 50 ma resistance and a very 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 bad downtrend so you know i would personally not uh, i would not touch grassim either and those were the gainers and losers for nifty i'll take a quick break and then we'll move to bank nifty so i've given my co-producer and my co-host uh, some much needed attention and uh, i also you know made sure that that break happens because i don't want it to get uh, extremely boring more boring than it already is uh, for you guys not for me so that that's why that's why i'm trying to add as many breaks as possible so you get like a little breather between sections anyway bank nifty's stocks obviously the top gainer was yes bank because 6.52% really can't beat that so we'll skip that the next gainer was idfc first bank oddly enough this is a stock that i've compared to yes bank in the past it is at 43.7 it is up 2.58% looks like 50 ma bounce worked previously i'd mentioned that it has to take support at lower levels otherwise it is screwed and uh, thankfully it did take support at lower levels so that's good now the next uh, stock which is the top loser for the day is indusin bank and it is at its 200 moving average so obviously that resistance is going to be there and uh, yeah so that's that's pretty terrible and uh, by by the looks of it you know it, it again it, I've, i've we've talked about indusin bank before it really needs to sustain those psychological uh, supports and resistances and like you know that 1400 level that 1500 level so right now it's going to attempt its, its 1500 level it really needs to sustain that otherwise you know it probably won't uh, appear as attractive as it appeared in the past uh, because we've we've been through all of this we've been through through that 200 ma line we've been through the 50 ma line also so it's it's a very familiar stock overall because it keeps on going up and down anyway it's at 1490 it's down 0.71% so not a lot but still you know it's enough to make it the top loser for the day 
The next loser is RBL Bank. It is at 341.35. It's down 0.31%. Looks like it's just consolidating. So I would personally not call it a proper loser as such. Uh, but it's just, you know, here and there range bound consolidating. So uh, that's RBL Bank. Um, I would personally not enter into pretty much any of these stocks. IDFC First Bank, uh, because of that 50 MA bounce, looks all right. But, you know, again, it's it's neither here nor there. Uh, 43 rupees is still pretty cheap enough to just uh, put your money in and risk it. Uh, but it's just that the the potential is just not as much as Yes Bank, uh, personally speaking. So that is why I would personally not touch any of these stocks uh, yet. Indusin Bank is it could could be an alright pick, but it's just too choppy. So unless you're uh, very sure about its direction, unless you are uh, in front of the screens and monitoring your positions, it does not make a lot of sense. And those were Bank Nifty stocks. We'll move to the other stocks now. So coming to the other stocks, let's start with the overall gainers for the day. And uh, CLN was the first one, the top one. It's at 361. It was up 13.24%. And uh, it's, it's, on, it's, an, it's on a downtrend. So personally, I would not look at it even though uh, you know, it's all right, like 13.24% is great, but because of that downtrend, I w- I'm slightly hesitant, and because it's a stock I haven't heard of, and, uh, you know, I generally do not get into positions unless I'm acquainted with the stock first, so that is CLN, and if you're wondering on what basis I'm choosing these stocks, I just go to NSE's website, I click on gainers and losers, and I do like, you know, all above 20 rupees because below 20 rupees it just shows me those shitty penny stocks and uh, i believe the top penny stock was like 100 percent up today and that was like seven paise or some shit so that is what i use and then i do i run another search with the fno gainers and losers to see if uh, you know any more popular stocks uh made made it to the top or not uh that was yes bank for today in case you're wondering so i i chose not to include it the next gainer was SL, and this is SL Pro Pack. If you're wondering, and it is at 170 rupees right now. It's up 12.83 percent. That's good, and uh, it looks like it's just sort of consolidated and made that triangle pattern, and then just shot up. So very standard stuff. There is another gainer which is Jindal Steel, and it's at 152.85. It's up 4.66 percent. Looks like it's at 200 MA, like the good kind of 200 MA. It's not under the 200 MA, it's, it's above the 200 MA, which is a good sign. Coming to the losers, the most prominent loser that I could see was Eibel Housing Finance. And it, you know, Eibel Housing Finance is just, it's it's so wild that way. It can just go up and down, uh, you know, pretty much whenever it wants to. If you remember, uh, I had taken a I had taken a few positions in Eibel Housing Finance as uh, swing trades and such, and I'd I'd spoken about how crazy volatile it can be, like a hundred point uh, move just like that, and as a result, I'm not at all surprised to see it here in this list. It was removed from uh, Nifty like in October, I think October first was the first day it was removed and replaced by Nestle, so that is why. It's not featured in any of our lists anymore. It was featured a lot earlier, but not anymore. 
now the next stocks that I'm going to talk about are the open interest ones so these are either the spurts in open interest so a massive boost in open interest or a massive fall in open interest now the top ones are bank nifty adani power muthoot finance and grassim now i was so i was trying to find news uh, related events on them or look at the chart patterns to see if there's something interesting about them and i could find nothing related to it so uh, you know the top open interest spurt seems like it's just it's just that now the the open interest losers were Tata Alexi and if you remember I call it Alexa because it's easier to pronounce that way and this is the top loser in open interest for the day that is very interesting for me because yesterday it was the top gainer in open interest so that that's pretty cool the next one was Hexaware the one after that was NIIT Tech and after that was Yes Bank. So yeah, those those are the open interest stocks. Again, interest open interest is literally what it sounds like. It's it's interest the amount the number of uh, you know outstanding contracts essentially. Yes Bank is under ban, if you remember, and the ban is related related to the MWPL. Uh, essentially it means that there there's some regulation where the FNO contracts cannot be a certain percentage or a certain times more than uh, you know its equity shares or something and correct me if I'm wrong so that is why a yes bank was placed on a ban and because you know the open interest is going down that means that the chances of that ban being lifted are higher so I don't know if that if the ban has been lifted already uh, today or tomorrow for, for tomorrow onwards but uh, you know that is essentially what I feel it might mean again please correct me if I'm wrong and though that that is it for the other stocks we'll move to my trades now so i took five trades today the first one was dcs the second one was tata steel the third one was two bank nifties and this is bank nifty puts two of them uh not two lots two separate ones the fourth one was usd inr the fifth one was infosys T uh, tcs i shorted it i was getting um i was getting like one percent or two percent on it but i did not take it that's because um you know i was hoping for a bigger move unfortunately that bigger move did not happen and i ended up in the negative it's like one two percent negative uh tata steel same similar thing happened so i entered it properly and then it, it you know it reversed so i had to exit it literally seconds after i i exited my position it fell down so i would have made a pretty neat profit uh but i missed it so then again it went up and then it went down so i was like hey let's re-enter and when i re-entered it, it it never went uh you know it never went in the green so terrible day with tata steel today also bank nifty another bad thing happened uh initially i was getting like an all right return in terms of roi it's gonna be good like it's gonna be like eight ten percent but if you know how cheap bank nifty options can be uh, you know, 4,000, 5,000 rupees in terms of the premium paid, you can like put two and two together and uh, see that the absolute amount really isn't that much. So that is why I was kind of holding on to them, especially because it was expiry. So, uh, you know, and these were all in the money. So it's not like I'm gambling out of money, calls and puts and all that shit. So these were all in the money, but uh, they became OTM very soon. And as a result, you know, I ended up making, I ended up taking a hit on those as well. And that, that must have been like 20% or 30% or something. USD INR was in the green. I could have made, 
what would have it it would been it would have been like a twenty twenty five percent ROI. Uh, but I exited prematurely, and the reason for that is because if you remember yesterday's uh, lesson, that was do a partial exit in case you are testing. So I was like, hey, I'll I'll, I'll exit uh, four lots, and I kept one lot on, and as a result, I I got like a ten percent ROI on it, which is decent. It's it's not bad at all. It's just that I could have gotten much more. So that was USD INR. The next trade that I took was Infosys. I had to. This was not a trade that I took. I actually exited Infosys. Uh, that's because I wanted to make room for more capital. And Infosys, where it's at, it, it does not look uh, as good. And that's because it's facing that resistance from the gap yet. And I believe 740 is a very important level for. Uh, you know, for enforces. If it can breach that, then it's good. If it can't, then that's bad. So I already have, I still have some enforces holdings. So it's not like I've completely exited my position. I just partially exited it. And yeah, that that was those were my trades and my positions for the day. Let us move to the lesson for the day. So my lesson for the day is gonna be very odd. It's gonna sound a bit weird at first, but but trust me. So this lesson came to mind when I was doing analysis for this very episode and I told my father that, hey, look how linear and how smooth and how easy Nifty looks. And he said that, yes, aha, that's crazy. So, and it's, it's not like he just said it to like say it, he actually meant it. And uh, I was like, you know, in hindsight, these things look very clear. So hindsight is always twenty twenty. It's a very... Uh, common saying and it's very true so that got me thinking and this is something that my father has told me also this was back when uh, you know I used to write the write the blogs related to the market so I used to like uh, proper like take screenshots of the chart and write down levels and all those things so one of the days uh, my father was telling me that you know you you're trying to trade that's all well and good but I feel that one major mistake that you're making is you are not remembering your, uh, you know, your own analysis. Try to trade as if you are analyzing it after, you know, the market has ended. And it sounds a bit weird, like, how can I analyze a trade which is currently going on or which I might enter into uh, when, you know, it's it's literally happening uh, live how can I analyze it as if it has already happened? And that got me wondering and I was trying to do that uh, the next day, the day after he told me. And it really helped me, uh, you know, clear out a lot of the clutter that we normally see. So if you if you look at a chart, even if it is your regular uh, indicators, you'll be like, hey, there is this thing that's happening, there's this thing that's happening. A million different things will run through your mind. And as a result, you will or end up taking either the wrong trade or you will not end up taking a trade at all. Now, when you try to analyze in hindsight and analyze live in hindsight, what I mean is that when you take a trade based on an analysis, th- thinking that the market has already ended, like, you know, it's a bit difficult to explain uh, in this episode, but it's like you're trying to analyze uh the current markets as if you know they they've already happened and you're trying to see where it it'll go it it requires a bit of uh, practice but once you you know once you get used to it it's very easy 
and that helped me sort of declutter things uh, a little better and i feel that's very relevant now because i've realized that i i, I end up making the same mistake and uh, you know i end up not looking back in hindsight and analyzing it live so i know it sounds very weird it sounds very odd even to say it because it's it's such an unusual thing to say but trust me try it out and because it really helps and it it has helped me in the past so uh, that's my lesson for today again that is because today i feel that i could have done so much better had i kept this little thing in mind especially since i already knew it so uh, that's my lesson for the day all right that's the end of the episode uh, i really hope you did not fall asleep uh, this new format has you know has has caused me to make the length a little bit longer but i hope that it's it's all uh, for the good i hope it's not extremely boring if it is just literally just tell me that it's damn boring change it and i'll see what i can do uh, but yeah i hope this i hope you found this helpful and informative and i hope you did not fall asleep for any any anything more than 30 seconds uh 30 seconds is fine i can excuse that but anything more is inexcusable it's terrible so anyway uh see you tomorrow uh, hopefully see you tomorrow so i'm trying to like still actively record or at least analyze on fridays or do something on fridays instead of just be dead uh because it's it's like very odd you know taking a one day break and then suddenly having to Uh, do basics with KR and my regular episode over the weekend gets a bit, little bit too much at times, and I feel that it's it's a little bit too much to expect you know people to uh, listen to two back to back things over the weekend. So I'm like trying to record it better in a way. Anyway, uh, I'll I'll cut the rambling short. Uh, KR signing out. Happy trading tomorrow.